Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, I'm Spencer Powell, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. Today, I bring on Greg Cantor of Murray Lampert Design Build Remodel there in San Diego. And uh, Greg and I have known each other for a long time, but mo- more recently, just uh, been connecting and having some conversations on marketing. And we were exchanging a few emails about uh, about house, and we thought, eh, let's uh, let's just get on and, and record our thoughts and and his experience. And so that is the bulk of today's conversation is really me diving in and asking Greg about his his experience with house, his recommendations. I have some recommendations as well. But yeah, Greg is a great marketing mind and has really done a lot over the years to hone and perfect his marketing system. I think you'll get a lot out of this episode and especially when it comes to third-party sites, especially house in particular. So without further ado, let's dive into the show. Hey, Greg, welcome to the show. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for today. Yeah, we did did one for uh, Remodeler Stories, and then this one's going to be going to be a little different. We're going to dive into some third-party lead gen sites and a discussion around that. But yeah, just, just for context, maybe just share a little bit about the company history and kind of an overview of what you guys do, and then we'll kind of dive into it from there. Okay, thank you. Well, we're a four-generation design-build firm in San Diego, California, and we specialize in everything from whole house remodeling to additions, kitchens, ADUs, and indoor-outdoor living. Right on. Yeah. And and I feel like you and I have been connected like digitally for, for years and years going way back. And yeah, just recently connected virtually, I'll say like digitally through text yes. and messaging and now through through Zoom. And eventually I'm sure we'll meet up in person, but I hope always, so. Yeah, I hope so too. And I've always known you to be really, you're a remodeler and you're a business owner, but you're very interested in the marketing side. And I know you've put a lot of time and energy and, and learning into the marketing side. Why is that? What's the, the fascination with marketing or the high interest level there? Well, first of all, I'll say I'm kind of a marketing geek. I mean, I, re- I enjoy it. I like to see the results. I'm creative. One of the things I learned in school is how to write. So I do a lot of commentary. And so I just think it's fun. And I like to do it in an educational way, not a salesy way. And so, you know, as time has gone on, I've just got deeper and deeper into the marketing side. I mean, I do other things in the company, but that's one part of the business I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It is kind of, I've always thought of myself as more of like a numbers person and not really a creative person, but I realized through marketing, you kind of get both. Like you can use your creativity, but then you also have this like numbers data driven aspect. And it's kind of a a fun blend of the two, especially with, with digital, you know, and it is. Uh, and that's kind of what's changed over the years is now everything is so measurable. Mm-hmm. Everything on the digital side is very measurable. So for me, the pain point is when I can't measure results and I don't see actual business out of it. And I know there's some branding and goodwill and those kind of things, but I like to see something for what you're spending or for your efforts. 
Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And yeah, I feel like you and I could probably talk marketing for hours and hours. And even you just, you started down a topic that I would love to go down, which is like branding versus lead gen and tracking, but we won't go there today. Today we can okay. dive into like these third-party lead gen sites. So you've got like your house, your Angie's list, your home advisor, Yelp, like all, all these kind of guys. And, and you and I share some frustration, but I thought it'd be helpful for for everyone listening to get like some real in the weeds, like experience, right. somebody that's been investing in the house platform, participating in the house platform, among other sites. I'm going to share share some of my two cents as well. But I guess maybe just take us back to your start of your journey with some of these third-party lead gen sites. Like why did they look appealing? Why did you start participating? And you know, how did that all begin? Well, first of all, I'll say I didn't dump a lot of money into these sites and you know, we we first started out with a website, and then things came along. Like, if, I don't know if you remember, there was something called Kudzu that was originally oh, yeah. part I of Cox. That <laughs> and yeah. so there was all these directory sites, and they all the model hasn't really changed that much. They set up a directory site, and it's all free. And then over time, they monetize it, and they start charging you, and you're really paying for lead or paying for nothing sometimes, you know? So, but there's still a lot of them out there, house being one of them. And and it's frustrating because you get analytics from their side and they can make them look great. But in reality, when you look at your own backend analytics, they don't match up. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen seen that across the board. You know, they give out all these metrics, but then you kind of look at your own stuff, like either in Google Analytics, we use HubSpot a lot, and you're looking at like traffic from referral sources and you look at housing, you're like, it's almost non-existent. But I'm curious, what's been your experience? Do you participate in both the paid platform with and as well as just like posting projects to your profile and working on reviews or kind of like, where do you participate with them? We pretty much do it all. And, and you know, you, assets are valuable and you have to kind of mix it up. But we always feed house with boards and images. We try to get a certain amount of reviews and, and we do pay. We, we had one category and now they've given us some additional categories because I've been working with them and telling them that we're not getting any measurable results. I really have nothing in our CRM or any direct business that I can measure in the last probably 12 to 14 months. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and just to hit on one point there, I've, I've seen that as one of their uh, retention tactics is like, you're spending, let's just say 500 bucks a month or something for a category. Then you go back to them and you're like, eh, I'm out. Like this is worthless. Uh, and they're like, well, we'll give you two categories for the 500. Right. <laughs> And what I think that does is like one, it's like kind of appealing. So it keeps you around. But then I've got to imagine like everyone in your area, like now you everyone's got like two, three, four categories. So you're all in the same categories and you're it's all, all watered same. down. And there's only so many leads to go by, go with. And I mean, I they say they I think send to three different companies, but how do you know they don't send it to five or seven or ten? You just have no way of knowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. But I'm on a month to month now. I mean, I've put it in writing that I'm only looking this at a month to month basis because we, if we don't get any return on our investment, then we're going to be done. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So let, yeah, let's pick apart a couple of these things. I guess, you know, you said you've been, you've been paying, you also do the organic stuff, the boards and everything, but with the paid stuff, what, what is it that they're actually saying? 
that they're going to do for you that's beyond just having a free profile? Well, so they have in our area, there's three different zones and we've picked two of the three because we don't do a lot of work in one of the zones. So you get that, you know, direct zoning. They also provided what's called a house spotlight article that was written for our business. But the interesting thing is the number of views have significantly, significantly gone down in the last two weeks. Hmm. And I can't figure that out. Interesting. And so with the zones, you said you like you picked the two zones or whatever. Are they just saying that you're going to show up in the top if somebody searches like a zip code or that area in that right. zone? Okay. But again, it's kind of what's behind that curtain. You know, I'm sure that who's paying more is going to show up more often. They, they, they shuffle the deck basically, but I'm not sure in a search how many times we're going to come up first, second, third, or 10th, or, you know, who knows, but I agree with you. I mean, everybody's fighting for, you know, the, the gold, the leads, and there's only, there's only so many leads that are coming into the system. And I just think it gets really watered down. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I've always, you know, I've just looked at that model and it, you know, on one side of the coin, they're like, okay, here's this platform. It's just for, you know, remodelers or residential construction. And they've expanded it a little bit, but let's just say, you know, remodelers. And so everyone creates all their free profiles. They're like, great, we can be on this social platform for remodelers or, you know, whatever, however they pitched it. So you get on there and then they're building up this audience on the other side. But really at the end of the day, they're trying to serve two audiences And what they've done is they've actually just totally hosed the remodeling side of the audience. And the crazy part to me is that's the revenue generating side of their business. You know, like you're the one paying. But there's more to this equation. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot more to this equation. Go for it. (laughs) So example, anybody that puts up an image that gets tagged, houses is getting credit for it in an SEO way. They're delivering emails and they're trying to sell not only contractors, but trying to sell consumers on their products because that's another part of their business. And interesting, we had someone in our office that just set up a house profile and within five minutes, a call came in from house trying to get her to do a paid listing. So it's just a total money grab is what it's turned into now. Yeah. And I would imagine too, they even have the opportunity to, in those emails, like putting in sponsors, you know, sponsor ads and, you know, who knows. Yeah. Well, it, and it, I feel bad for the poor companies that don't realize that when they put their image galleries on house, their website's not getting any credit for it because house yeah. wants to keep everything in their universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. With the like house sites and everything. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Have you, ex- I mean, we can come back to house in a second, but have you also done any work with any of these other third-party sites, like creating platforms or paying for lead gen or anything? Not really. And, I, and I've always set up the free direct, the directory listings, which now more and more is becoming a waste of time because you really don't, I don't think you get much juice out of setting those up. You definitely don't get direct response. So, you know, but if it takes a couple of minutes to set one up, sometimes I will, if it looks interesting, but for the most part, we don't use any third parties other than house. We do everything in-house. We, you know, we do PPC, 
and and we have everything tracked. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about the tracking, but then also just like the ROI, you know, question. So what's been your experience with trying to like track traffic and leads from the house platform, either directly or over to your site? Well, we've watched it very, very closely. And I've pulled um, screenshots off of house because they have different sections of the marketing where you can see how many, what the visibility is, how many leads, how many views and all that. And then I compare it on the Google analytics side to see what we're actually seeing, like referral traffic. And there really isn't any referral traffic. What bothers me is, you know, okay, I could maybe live with that if there was leads that we could measure through the house platform, but there isn't, there's nothing. We get two or three, and we can't even reach those people. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. That's pretty rough. Yeah, and I would say like, that's generally what I've seen across the board with our clients too. You know, it's really tough to drive. Like they don't really want to incentivize driving traffic to your site. Like you said, they just want to keep everyone on the house side. I know early on we, um, we tried putting in like uh, top of the funnel calls to action within a house profile, like linking to an ebook and stuff. Right. And then, I mean, they even started like flagging that and there wasn't really a good way to do that. And yeah, I mean, you re- basically just get the like, click to the website. And I mean, it's super, super generic. So they don't give you a lot of flexibility in actually trying to do what they're saying they want for you, which is lead gen and use this platform, you know. Um, They really try to put as much into it, whether you need it or not, but to try to get people just to stay on their platform. And that's something that really I've talked to the managers about is that they should have it set up where we already have a CRM. We don't need the noise of that there in a costing tool and all these things that they think they're doing, you know, contractors a favor by having all that. And it's just kind of um, unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting there. I've seen this with a couple of other systems where they kind of feel like, oh, I just want to be the all-in-one everything for remodelers. And so then they don't open up APIs. They kind of close off right. their whole system and you're like, well, like I, I can see a little bit of the strategy, but at the end of the day, like 
people are using so many tools and so much technology today. I mean, when you look at the marketing landscape, I mean, it's easy to just have all of a sudden a dozen different marketing tools that you're trying to connect together. And I think it's really short-sighted to say, we're going to be the best at all 12 of these tools or, you know, things and just saying, you know what, we're really good at X. And then we just want to connect with everyone else because that at the end of the day, I feel like that makes you stickier, but to your point, they've really tried to just shut the door on all that. And that last point on CRM, like nobody's using a house CRM, right? Like you want to just connect that up so that it syncs to your CRM. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what's so maddening is that it doesn't connect to anything. And so I guess a smaller company would maybe find it valuable, but then everything's being housed and housed, you know, and then if you ever grow and you want to have your own CRM, is that stuff going to move over or do you have to like manually enter it all? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Well, I guess I'm curious. I have a question. I know you said you're on a month to month and you're thinking about maybe just canceling it all together. So one, I want to get your thoughts on that. And then two, I want to get your thoughts on do you feel like it's even worth the time and effort to do the organic side of house, like updating the projects and the profiles and the boards and everything? So when you ask, because we weren't really seeing much in the way of results on just doing organic, even though we had a lot of boards and we kept them up to date. So I figured I we need to pay to get visibility, but there was no significant change in paid versus not paid. And if I shelved the paid side, I would say I might do a little bit, you know, maybe quarterly do some updates, but I wouldn't do much as far as putting time and effort into building house up. In fact, I'm even considering figuring out how we can shift completely away from house and not even use the, the boards or any of that, that we share with customers and just use Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. And we get more clicks from Pinterest and we don't pay anything for Pinterest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So where, where are you thinking about shifting those house dollars to, or have you not thought that far yet? I would possibly shift them into PPC or just hold on to it and, you know, look for something new to try out. But, you know, it's not in, in the scheme of things, it's not a significant amount of our budget, but it's just annoying that it's enough budget that if we move that to Google, we would, we would see results almost immediately with very little effort at all. And we know we would get visits to meet homeowners for work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, that's been our general message to to people over the last few years is like, Hey, if something paid that you're doing, you know, like that is working, I'll never tell you to stop. But most likely when it comes to house, the paid side is not working. So, Hey, use the free profile, see if you get a few things here and there but put those dollars to work, you know, somewhere else. And I know you've been really diligent about like chasing after them, trying to get them to improve, like work really working. Yeah. And I think you should, you should do those things, but even, even after all of that, it sounds like you kind of, you're starting to hit your wall and it's like, all right, like I I gave gave it a good shot. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Because it's just frustrating that we have put so much effort into it and we have so much equity and just to walk away from it, you know, I just have had trouble, but I've given them every opportunity and it's just not working. And so I either need to shift that money somewhere else or just hold on to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it is challenging. Uh, It's that whole like sunk cost fallacy, right? Where it's just like, 
And yeah, you invested the time, the energy, the effort, some dollars, you know, and, and so it's, it can be tough to just like cut it and just go, all right, I'm totally, I'm totally abandoning this. And sometimes that that's the right thing to do. I, I don't know what the scenario will end up being in, in your shoes, but I know I struggle with that with different things. Cause you yeah, kind of like yeah. get something up and you're going, you're like, it feels like this should eventually work. And then it's just, I mean, it looks great. Happen. It just doesn't perform, you know, and, and I can just tell you that everything else we do, including broadcast TV has measurable, either the, either a phone call that said they saw us or a conversion from our website. It's all totally measurable and to get no, like zero data other than what house feeds you is just, it's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's rough. Yeah. I feel like my takeaway for most people is, you know, really, really see if you can figure out if whatever you're spending there is resulting in the effort. Cause I, this is the general experience I would say across the board, but there are a few, you know, companies that we work with where they're spending, they're on some like legacy program. It's like 300 right. or 350 a month and they get like one job a year and it like, it justifies it. It I'm pays like, for it. Yeah. Doing it, but but 80, 90% of the time, the people like you, right? It's just like, I'm spending and I'm really getting nothing. So my takeaway is just really look at the number and just go, okay, what's my annual spend? Can I track back any projects? Go back yep. 12 to 24 months. And it's it shouldn't be too much of a decision after that. But I'm curious, just like, what do you have any takeaways for people listening just on your house experience in general or what people should be thinking about, you know, with that channel in particular? Well, if they're paying and they're not getting results, then escalate it to a manager. That's one recommendation. Measure it and compare, look at their analytics, but also compare to your own analytics. But at the end of the day, if you don't have people mentioning house or you're not seeing conversions from it, then chances are it's not doing much. But the other advice I would give is if you are getting organic leads or conversions, I recommend getting the email address out of house because it shows the email address and moving it over to your own CRM and communicating through your own systems, not through house. I think yeah. that would be more successful. Yeah. So I have a feeling that some people are getting bombarded and so they don't answer anybody. And I think if you take it out of that platform, it, there might be a higher chance of being having good results. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cause if it's the end customer, maybe they've got three companies that are all messaging them on house. And so it just gets messy. But if you direct message them, then it's like, oh, this company really, yeah, really cares or you at least stand out. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'll relate this to experiences. Sometimes we'll get conversions from just through our web and the people won't give us a phone number because they're afraid that we're going to be a pushy salesperson like some of the other companies. And they want to start out with just a non-confrontational email with information and education. So that's just my philosophy that maybe it's possible that house might work a little bit better in an organic sense if you take it out of their platform so people are not threatened with five companies contacting them. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good advice and those are good takeaways. Greg, if anyone wants to kind of check you guys out or follow what you're up to, is there a good place that they should should go online or reach out to you? Sure. MurrayLampert.com is our website. We're also on Facebook at Murray Lampert DBR. That's Design, Build, Remodel. 
Google Murray Lampert, Google Greg Cantor, and we will show up. We're all over. So with some of it's just articles that I've written about advice. And to me, that's that's the best way to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, any, any final words of wisdom or advice or takeaways that you want to wrap up with today, Greg? So speaking to fellow remodelers. Yeah. Just, I mean, even if you don't have a sophisticated system for measuring, keep track of results and look at how much you're spending and what the return is and try to put a, a cost per lead and cost per sale on it, you know, and that will help you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. It's it's easy to say and harder in practice. And I know you've spent a lot of time putting that into practice. And I think that's a great takeaway for people from this one. So Greg, thanks for uh, carving right. out the time and sharing your experience with House. We share <laughs> similar feelings about the platform. So well, thanks for, for having me on again. I always enjoy talking to you. Yeah. Likewise, Greg. Thanks. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Greg. I always like to pull out some takeaways. So mine are are pretty short and simple and kind of build off of what Greg talked about there near the end, which is really tracking, tracking and reporting. It can be, sometimes it can feel overwhelming or it can just feel annoying, to be honest. Like it's, it's a little bit in the weeds, but it's such a critical step. And so my, my action items are the following. Basically, if you're if you're paying for house, look at what you're spending on an annual basis and then go back and just look at any inquiries you got directly through the platform and just download those or compile them. Look at the last 12 months and then the last 24 months if you've been running that long with them. If you go back further, great, do it. And then also go into your analytics, uh, your website analytics um, platform probably Google Analytics, but if you use something a little more powerful like like HubSpot, where you can uh, more easily track conversions, if you don't have uh, conversions set up in Google Analytics, see how much traffic House is sending to your website on an annual basis. And hopefully you have conversion tracking set up. How many form submissions, how many leads, how many conversions are you getting on an annual basis? And then Obviously, the final step would be, okay, out of all those inquiries or conversions, did any convert into a customer? And if so, what was the value of that project and that project size? And and those few steps, they're kind of like part A, B, and C to the one step of tracking and reporting. You'll quickly, quickly be able to identify, should I keep this channel? Should I cut this channel? And, And to me, that is uh, something everyone should be doing across the board with all of their marketing efforts. But but how's it, this one's just been uh, a multi-year battle. I feel like uh, <laughs> the industry against house. I've written an open letter to house. I know Greg uh, has also published some some articles and stuff on third-party sites and and just the frustrations and challenges. And we're we're both big advocates for controlling your own marketing and lead gen through your own website and your own efforts. These sites can have a place in the in the mix, but generally I've seen a very low win rate with using the paid house platform. So this is our big encouragement to everybody to go check it out, evaluate it for yourself. If it's working, keep rolling. I'll never tell you to stop, but more than likely it's not working. Cut it and reallocate those dollars to a better channel and you'll be better off for it. So. That's my takeaway for today, guys. And uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. 
And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.